0: great way to start off our new year thinking about what it really means to find Sabbath rest to set aside or pull back from the busyness and just breathe take a listen as we talk about what it means to find rest and complete peace and trust in who God is hope you enjoy Sabbath is not just about taking a day off you have to first ask yourself where am I second guessing God and it may be something you've been second guessing him for so many years you forgot about it because you've been thinking that way for so long. Where am I second-guessing God? Because second-guessing God will kill your chances of a Sabbath lifestyle. You can't find rest in somebody you don't trust. You cannot. You can't fake it, y'all. There is no amount of retreating and no amount of journaling and quiet time that's going to give you real peace if you don't think God is a provider. It's the truth. And the enemy will hold us captive with their old pain. He'll make us miss the bread and the meat, and we don't realize we were eating it in chains. We don't realize we were eating it in chains. God is like, okay, you might be a little hungry, but you're free. Come on. That's not even my main point. Now, listen. You got me off track. Second guessing God, that is my point, will make you forfeit a Sabbath lifestyle. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Here's the second thing. God's faithfulness, is the foundation of our rest. When we rest in his ability, we're resting in his faithfulness. God's faithfulness is the foundation, excuse me, of our rest. Inconsistency, we all know, creates anxiety. It creates anxiety. So it's the kind of inconsistencies that says, I don't know if my flight's gonna be canceled, I don't know if so-and-so's gonna pick me up on time. You know, you know when you have a meeting or a gathering and you don't know if certain people are gonna show up on time? or if they even come in, okay, nobody RSVP, but 20 people showed up, like that kind of stuff. It's little things that we realize what creates anxiety is inconsistency, is lack of faithfulness. And so God showed them he was faithful. Verse 21 says what? They gathered it morning by morning. What does Lamentations 3 tell us? That steadfast is the love of the Lord. His mercies are made new every morning. So God's faithfulness, even though they were hoarders and they didn't trust him, He remained faithful, and his faithfulness, his consistency, his character, which is immutable, unchanging, never wavering, promise-keeping, is what we rest on in a Sabbath lifestyle. uh, This this idea of God's faithfulness creating a peace and rest for us is like if you've ever seen a a baby being held by a person that's upset or stressful, that baby responds to that. They're not going to go to sleep while, while you're crying or while your heart is racing. It's that idea that we are very sensitive to that. And if there's anxiety, if you don't think God can be trusted, you're not going to be able to rest. You have to believe that God is faithful and that he's consistent. And if you're not convinced, then you can do a proof test. Just think of one time in your life that God did not come through. Just think of one time. Not when he didn't come through the way you wanted him to. When he did not come through. And if you think you have a couple, ask some people around you in your life and they'll probably show you that he still came through. Because he's faithful, y'all. He never fails and he never leaves. He's always there. And this faithfulness, it's like, you know, I went on a road trip, we drove, I was telling you, we drove to Houston and my mom was driving. And I really, I do like driving, but I was tired and I was, it was this crazy weather and holiday traffic. It's crazy. So by the time we got to her house, I was like, I'm gonna chill in this passenger seat. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't go to sleep in the passenger seat on every driver, okay? <laughs> Since it was my mama, I was like, once them kids could settle down, I went right on to sleep, right? Because if you're not sure who's driving, I don't know if my sister's going to get this message, but listen, when my sister driving, is she in here? I hope she's not in here. Y'all, my sister, I'm like, are we on four wheels? What? Is that smoke coming out of time? Listen, that girl be driving. Drive bin okay? I'm like, I, I don't, I'm always like this one eye. I'm like, no, no, I don't need to go to sleep. You carry on. <laughs> I'll sit over here. But it's that kind of rest right when you feel like you trust the person when you when you feel like this person got it nothing's gonna change they're faithful you know some people they're like clockwork you know they're dependable those are the kind of friends that they put you at ease there's some people that always need something you don't know what's going on with them every conversation you you don't know what's gonna come out of their mouth what they might need what they might say and when they call when they send a text you can just feel you you know what i'm saying you're like oh lord unread message and then you're like, is there a way I can read this and it still be unread? I know y'all do it. I know you do it. You be trying to read the preview. Talking about can you? Dang it! <laughs> Am I going to have to open this? <laughs> because that's what happens. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all laughing because you're guilty. We do it all the time. This is the worst. So when people that I don't know very well or I'm not, we don't have regular business, when I get a text and they say, call me why I'm, I'm like about what like re- regarding like what I don't I don't want to make a phone call just a cold call and be like hey <laughs> like dump the world on me you know I, I need something because that stuff makes me stressed this is like uh it's anxiety but there's certain people that call my like, grandmother's calling I'm like oh my it's she's gonna give me a word so <laughs> I know what it is right but it makes a difference right depending on who's trying to contact you you can feel the change in your body instantly can't you when you see that you're like uh <sighs> okay help me lord so this faithfulness is important it's the consistency it's character that creates our ability to rest and so if we translate that to what we think about god some of us not only have struggled with god being a provider we don't really think he's faithful because we spent time comparing our life to somebody else's life we're looking at all our unanswered prayer requests We had all our unrealized dreams, and God, you said, and what happened to, and how come, and why. And so we question his faithfulness. When things happen to people around us and we can't explain it, and tragedy and trauma comes upon us, and we're like, God, I mean, really? We start coming with the questions. And so God's faithfulness has to be something that you're convinced of. Number three, God will give you what you need in order for you to rest. This is real simple. But God gives you what you need in order to rest. We're going to read the the next chunk of Scripture in Exodus chapter 16. I want you all to read something real interesting. Now, we read verse 22. Uh, I read the NASB too, in case anybody asked. Um, This time it changes, but NASB. Verse 16, chapter 16, verse 22. Now, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread. Two omers for each one, because originally it was one omer per person. That's just a measurement, a unit of measure. <clears throat> when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord meant. Tomorrow is a Sabbath observance, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil and all that's left over put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside till morning as Moses had ordered and it did not become foul. Somebody say did not become foul. <laughs> Nor was there any worm in it. Moses said, eat it today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. It came about on the seventh day, verse 27, that some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you bread for two days on the sixth day. Remain every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Verse 30, so the people rested on the seventh day. Listen, God gives you what you need in order to rest. Verse 22, he gave them twice as much bread to be put aside to the morning. Remember, Sabbath is not a crash course. It's not a quick departure. It's not I'm out of here, I'm leaving this ministry, I'm leaving this job. I'm leaving. That's not what Sabbath is. Preparation is when you're going into Sabbath. God is making room for Sabbath. And so he gives them double what they need because he's preparing them for rest. God makes room for your rest. Do you make room for your rest? See, most of us go until we, till we crash. But what about making provision? What about making room, creating space for your rest? They put it aside to be kept till morning. Remember, God sets us up for the Sabbath so we don't have to worry or doubt. I don't know when your sixth day will be, but God will give you what you need when you have a rhythm of rest with him. He can give extra, but we should never take extra. Here's the important part. Verse 24, it says, they put the extra aside, but it did not become foul or spoiled like it did in verse 20. The same provision, y'all, but one was gathered in fear one was gathered in faith. The same provision, but one was gathered in doubt and one was gathered in dependence. And one went bad and one did not. So when you're looking around sometimes, you're like, God, what, what's going on with, with mine and, and, and theirs? And, and wait a minute, when I did this last year, last month, it was fine. He's like, no, no, but your heart was different. See, God is like, why are you gathering? What, what's your intent? Is it because you don't trust me? Oh, I'll explain to you. I'll tell you how that's going to go. That's going to be rotten before you wake up in the morning. And you might not see it spoiled because I, I, eyesight, our spiritual eyesight is kind of bad. It might not hit us until years down the line, but that thing is spoiling when it was not gathered in faith. God is saying, I will give you exactly what you need. Here's what else is interesting. Verse 26. He says, uh, six days you'll gather on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Somebody say none. none. God will stop your productivity so you can rest in his provision. God will shut that thing down. He said, there will be none. How many times? Have you racked your brain, ask your friends, Google, try, 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 and it seems like nothing is working. And and your body is fading. You're like, let me just get some coffee. Let me just do this. How many times have we just pressed through? And God is like, you can try, but when you go out there and gather, there will be none. You can go out there and try, and you can wonder why these same efforts are not producing any fruit. He's like, because I'm the fruit holder. I'm not giving you nothing because your intent is wrong, you don't trust me, you don't know how to rest, I will shut that thing down. Just because you work more hours, clean more house, raise kids with more hours, and do more research and more homework does not mean you're going to produce more fruit. God will shut down the field when you're not living in faith. And so then it becomes a cycle. Then you're resting even less because you're like, wait a minute, I got to work more to get the same amount. I got to work more now to get less. And God is just sitting there like, whenever you're ready, Whenever you're ready to recognize that I'm the only one that provides, I'll open up the field again. But until then, you'll find yourself with your time and energy and effort and resources on the increase and your productivity on the decrease. Because God says, you're going to go out there, but there will be none. So it could be that the fruitless place in your life doesn't need more work. It needs more rest. It could be the place where you're trying to get God to do something. You're trying to make something grow, a vision, a dream. You're trying to give birth to something. God is saying, it don't need more effort. I need more trust. When are you going to let your hands off of it so I can do what I want to do with it? It might just need more rest. Now, that's counterintuitive, y'all. But I'm telling you, God says, you go out there together and there will be. All right. It wasn't me. Remember, it was the word. I <laughs> want y'all to be mad at me. So he'll stop your productivity, he knows they're going to try to gather. That's why he says, that's 20, "Verse 27 says it came out on the seventh day. Some of the people went out to gather. Now they already knew they got. Listen, this is the greed of our society. It's not even just the children of Israel. They got double on the sixth day. They know they got double, and on the seventh day, what they do? Still went out there looking. I know God was like, "What you looking for? You have extra. You want me to give you double?" so you can prepare to rest and you want to keep the double and still try to get some more because that's what we do if i get a little extra how can i get a little more extra he said this is why your heart is jacked ignoring this sabbath y'all is counterproductive don't ask how can i work more where do i need to rest more here's the thing the goal here's the fourth point uh, not only god's faithfulness um, is what we need god's rest god will what did i say my last point y'all get me off track Oh, what did I say? Oh, God gives you what you need to rest. Number four, the goal is to see, to stop, and to savor. The goal, the goal of Sabbath is to see, to stop, and to savor. I want you to look at verse 29. He says, see. See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you bread for two days on the sixth day. Then he goes on to say, remain every man in his place. Let no man go out on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. This goal is to, God is saying, I want you to take notice. See how I take care of you. It's the same idea in Matthew 7 when Jesus is talking to the crowd and he's saying, listen, do you see the birds of the field? Do You see the lilies, the birds of the air and the lilies of the field? God is clothing them. How much more will he clothe you? He's like, I need you to observe because here's the thing about it. A lot of times we don't see. We just feel, and then we react. He said, but if you would open your eyes and really see what I'm doing, then you would understand that the Lord provides for you. He's making room for your rest. Then he says, not only do I want you to see what I'm doing, I want you to be still. Stop. It's Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. But he's saying, remain, y'all say remain, Remain. every man in his place. Now, here's what that word means. It's not just a physical stillness. It, It really means to dwell to abide, to tarry, or to inhabit. It's the word often used in Scripture when you see uh, families and generations of people saying they settled into a land. That word settled is the same word here for remain. Uh, They live somewhere, they dwell somewhere. To abide, that's what it means to remain. So God is saying, not only do I want you to see what I'm doing, Sabbath is about savoring me. I I want you to be saturated in who I am. Be fully present. It's not just go to sleep. It's not just veg out. It's not take a day off. It's not work from home. It's not work from the bed. It's not do other work. I want you to be, be done, see what I'm doing, and savor it. Because when God rested on the seventh day, he looked at his divine work and said, yes, it is good. And sometimes... Sometimes the key to our peace and the reason we don't have any is because we don't spend enough time declaring what God has done that's already good. You just need to look at your life sometimes and say all the unanswered prayers, all the unresolved issues, I can just still list off things that are good. God has been faithful to me. He's given me joy and peace. He's some manner of health and strength. He's giving me friends. He's giving me a church home, a country. Where I can be free with my religion. I don't care what it is. You can spend a day just looking and seeing and savoring the goodness of God. You need to just take him in sometimes. Just t- take him, just drink him in sometimes. And don't, don't come with your hands out. You know what I'm saying? Just, just come like, Lord, just fill me up. I just want to be immersed in you. I want to be saturated in your goodness. Clear my mind. Cuz when I think about the goodness of Jesus, it changes the perspective of everything else. And it becomes the key to my rest. But listen, not only must every man remain. He said remain in his place. Now y'all not going to like this part. He said, not only do I want you to remain and dwell and abide and fully be inhabited with me, I want you to do it wherever I have you right now. Them amens them three people that like where they are right now. But listen, (laughs) some of us don't like where we are right now. And we're not trying to remain. We're trying to work to get up out of this situation. And he's saying, if you're going to have Sabbath rest, and it hinges on my ability and my faithfulness and my goodness if you are savoring me then who i am is bigger than where you are so you need to be able to remain be fully present in your current place and stop spending so much time trying to move on to the next thing it could be that god wants to see if you can rest where you are before he moves you wants to know if your rest is really in him the Lord or your location so why don't you say God how do I remain here how do I keep all this energy from trying to move and relocate myself how can I find joy and peace and rest right here he says you got to remain remain in your place quit trying to go out to the field or gather. it's closed anyway you might as well He said, you got to like where you are because you cannot say you like God and love God and trust God and question where you are. Those two don't go. Those two don't go. Even if you're where you are for your own fault, you still have to trust the sovereignty of God, that He's good and He's able and He's a provider and that somehow in the midst of where you are today, He can give you Sabbath rest. He says, every man remain in his place. And finally, it says, the people rested on the seventh day. Finally. we got to see what God is doing. Not just see what we need from God. Step back and see what God is doing. See what God has done. If you forget, sometimes you need to write down your story so you can reread it yourself. Because we can forget so many things that God, we are so concerned about the next thing that we need to pull up our own journal and say, good Lord, I forgot about that. Oh, I thank you. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are good. You are good. Today, I'm just going to savor what you did for me in my parents' house. Today, I'm just going to savor how you protected me in college. Today I'm just going to savor how you protected me as a parent, how you protected me when I wasn't taking care of my body. Today I'm going to savor when I let all that stuff go into my mind, how you kept my mind some kind of way. Today I'm going to savor the fact that some people did not wake up this morning, and that's not a cliche. Have a friend who knows someone who last night their life was taken in a car accident because we don't know the day or the hour. So while we're here, we have to see and savor. That's the only way we can find rest. The world does not want you to be satisfied ever. They want you to strive every day. Grind, grind, grind. When you achieve, go for the next thing. It's never enough. More, more, more. God's saying the opposite. He's saying if you would just see and savor, you'd be surprised what I do while you're sleeping. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure and leave a comment or review and share and subscribe. Have a great one.